0: Are you ready to stop riding the emotional elevator of life? Are you ready to learn how to elevate your emotions that keep you psychologically traumatized or in an addictive behavior? You are in the right place. Here is your host, Sandy Bird, Trauma, Addiction, Life and Spiritual Coach of The Emotional Elevator Show. Well,
1: welcome everyone. Thank you for joining me tonight on Emotional Elevator. I'm Sandy Bird. And tonight's topic, of course, are do you know your apology language? And wouldn't it be great if you knew other people's apology language? And as much as I love going into the love languages, I think it's just as important to go into the apology languages. Because how many times have you been around someone and you say, I'm sorry? And that's all you say, and then they end up even Mormon. Well, that's because that might not be their apology language, and you might need to go a little bit deeper. So when it comes to apology languages, there are five R's. And of course, I'm going to look at a little bit of the cheat sheet because I do know them, but sometimes I stumble because this is lying. So the five R's of apologies are recognition, responsibility, remorse, Restitution and repetition, apologizing. So what all that means is some people, have you ever been with someone and you say, I'm sorry, and they'll say, just don't ever let it happen again. Well, that's because their love language could be restitution or remorse or responsibility. Because some people just saying sorry is enough. And those people, some of us who that's not our apology language struggle with because you say I'm sorry and you expect them to still be angry. And then they're moving on and they're like, well, you said you're sorry because that is their love language. And I'm probably going to cheat a little bit more because some people just expressing the regret is all they need. All they need to hear is I'm sorry. And that's a big one. And like I said, with love languages, sometimes you have a little bit of all of them at some scale. And sometimes you have a couple of them at some scale. But that's what tonight is all about, is about I am sorry and the apology. And what you need to action behind the apology for someone to accept your Apology, because apologies are a big thing in life. How many people have spent their whole life apologizing? So that's all they say is, "I am sorry." I did that a lot, where every time I right, just would say, "I'm sorry." That was part of my language. And as I've started working on myself, I realized that that was because I felt my whole entire life. That's all I said. So I said, "I'm sorry." And then it got to the point where if I'm saying I'm sorry to everything, then someone who is around me, and even if that is their love language, just to hear I'm sorry, doesn't feel like I mean it to them because I'm always saying it. And that's a big thing, too. There's a lot of people out there that if you hear them, they're always saying I'm sorry. And I... Was lucky enough to have someone who said, Why are you always apologizing? What are you sorry for? And diving deep into that when that's what your constant language is, is a big thing. Because sometimes it is, we felt as children, we had to continue to apologize for, let's say, and I'll give you an example of my past, and actually one of my clients is when you come from alcoholism and your parents are always drunk or anything, you spend a lot of your childhood apologizing, not just for yourself, but for them or for everyone else. And it's the same thing as I remember one time being with somebody and someone ran into me. My first thing was, I'm sorry. And the person with me said, well, why are you apologizing? They hit you. You did not hit them. They weren't paying attention and ran into you. So why are you saying you're sorry? and better yet why are you just letting it go well that was because of my love language my love language not my love language my apology language was i'm sorry and then i started diving deeper into apology languages but that was a big thing for me is that i always said i'm sorry even when somebody else betrayed me hit me did something to me i was saying i'm sorry Because that is another thing when you come from abuse, even as an adult, you learn that it's your fault. They beat you because it's your fault. So you learn to say, I'm sorry. So when you get around people that love you or your work and you say, I'm sorry, and they're like, well, what are you sorry for? And then you're like, I don't know. I just know I'm sorry or Why did you apologize to someone who hit you? Why are you taking blame for something that was never your fault? So that's just diving a little bit into when you do say I'm sorry a lot in your life. Sometimes people don't take it for what it's worth. And that's why a lot of people have different apology languages. So like I said, um, there's five of them and I am looking down again apologize for that, but it's expressing regret, taking responsibility, making restitution, genuinely repenting and requesting forgiveness. So. Think about that. What is it that you expect from somebody when they've done you wrong? Hurt your feelings or something. Do you expect them to say, I'm sorry? And are you good enough with that? Or do you expect them to. Take ownership of it. Take responsibility. Not And one of the big things that I have dove into with that taking responsibility is the fact that saying you're right is not necessarily taking responsibility. You're deflecting on somebody. Think about that. When you have said something that is wrong and the first thing you do is say, I'm sorry, you're right. You have deflected on them. You're not really admitting you're wrong. And I think as I kind of learned this, I feel and I'm going to say something that might be offensive to a lot of women. But I think that's us sometimes as women and as men, when we're in relationships with a spouse or a significant other, is we don't take that responsibility. We don't take that ownership. Because a lot of times when you're going back and forth, you're going back and forth and then, yeah, the sky is blue. It's not raining today. And then you say, you're right. And you don't say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. What you have done in what your significant other does is say, wait a minute, you're not really admitting to me that you were wrong. You're just saying I'm right. You're deflicting responsibility on to them. So think about that. Take a moment. Swallow that. And the next time you get into that debate, that conversation where two people, you, if you're in the conversation or if you're an outsider listening to it and there's this debate going on and then one person just says, yeah, you're right. Take a moment and just see how does that feel? How does that really feel to you? Does that feel right? Especially if you're the one in the debate, but if even if you're a bystander. Does that really does that really feel good, right? Could you forgive someone that just says, "Yeah, you're right." because you're not taking the responsibility of it. You're not owning up to the fact that, "I'm sorry, I was wrong." And that's where a lot of significant others, even mothers and their children, and even bosses and co-workers. Think about this. You're in a debate about something. And then they come around and they say, the answer is C. And you're like, oh yeah, you're right. You're not truly taking responsibility for that. You're not truly believing that that they are right. You're just afflicting on them that they're right, but you're not admitting I was wrong. The answer really is C, and I'm sorry. So I was wrong. So that's a little bit of one of the actual apology languages. And I'm probably going to stumble tonight because for some reason I'm going to say love, because love is in the air. Um, Valentine's is a week away. My birthday is in two days. So, yes, love is in the air. But apology is what we're talking about. And taking responsibility for when you are wrong or sorry, admitting, I am sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Or I am sorry. I wasn't thinking about you when I came late. And this is a big one. Whenever you say significant other, child parent boss i'm going to i'm going to be there at 8 or i'm going to be back at 8 p.m. or i'm going to be i'll come in early to work and then you end up late and you go i'm sorry some people that's not what they just want to hear i'm sorry i understand you're waiting on me i'm sorry that I didn't respect your time. That's a big one because you're you're showing responsibility that you realize you're late. Because that's a lot of things within, and I'm going to say this within marriages that sometimes we don't do. Is say when you come in late, especially when you come late, or you end up working late and you text them and say, I'm I'm running behind, I'll be there at seven, and then you show up at 7.15. And let's say your spouse is holding dinner for you and you just walk in and say, I'm sorry. Well, sometimes to some people that might be good enough, but to some people that's not maybe saying, Oh, I'm so sorry. I really should have called you. I was running late. I am sorry. Oh gosh. You made this great dinner. I mean, you've seen it in a lot of love stories where she picks up the plate and she throws it in the sink and, Screw you. And a lot of it is because we just say, I'm sorry. And we don't take responsibility for our being sorry by saying, I'm sorry. I understand you made this great meal and I was late. I'm sorry. Because you're taking ownership for your action of apology. And it's easier for someone to walk away if that is their apology language for them to easily to forgive, to let go of that. Instead of going to bed mad, going, they didn't even care that I made this great gourmet meal. They just came in. They said they were sorry, but they really didn't mean it. Think about that. How many times have you possibly played that over in your head? Over someone saying they're sorry, but you need them to take responsibility for being sorry. Now, same scenario, all of a sudden, They come in, they say, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, gosh, you made this great meal. I'm sorry. I know you took a lot of time. I just, I should have been more concerned with you or I should have been more alert to the time. I should have been more understanding of you and, you know, what you might have been doing. Think about that. If that was you and you went to bed, they took responsibility. They put you in the forefront. They made you, they made you not just, they don't care. No, they're expressing their care for you by admitting that they hurt you. And that's usually where people are able to forgive is when someone stands up and says, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. I wasn't thinking of you in the moment. I was being selfish. I was thinking of myself. So I'm sorry. And that even goes for when we say things like, I'm not sure what time I'll be back. I should be back around 8. And then 8.30 rolls around. Well, I said, I really wasn't sure, but it's still making an effort to be sorry and think about their feelings in the moment. So that is taking responsibility, expressing regret, taking responsibility, because it really expressing regret is just saying, I'm sorry. And a lot of people. Are okay with that. You expressed your regret. You said you're sorry. What more should I expect of you? Because you said you're sorry. So. That is the first basic two apology languages for tonight. There are still three more. And I hope you took the quiz because then maybe this will enlighten you if you did take the quiz that I attached for apology languages. Because remember, there are five R's. And once you get to know your apology language, you can express it to other people that, you know what, I need more than just I'm sorry. And tell them, like, I need you to take responsibility for being sorry. So, guess what? It's already time for our first break. You are listening to me, Sandy Bird, on Emotional Elevator. And we are talking about apology, the five apology language, the five apology languages. Recognition, responsibility, remorse, restitution, repentance. And it's time for our break. Are
0: you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body? Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Byrd, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Sandy at EmotionalElevator.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome
1: back. I've been talking about the five R's of apology. And I went over a little bit of just expressing regret. Some people are okay with just hearing, I'm sorry. And they're fine. They can move on because that is their apology language. But I went over in detail the taking responsibility because that is a big love language. And what it is by taking responsibility is basically not just telling someone they're right because you are not taking responsibility Because you're not saying I was wrong. And there's many people who that is one of their high R's for apology language. Because think about it. Have you ever really been around someone and they're just still fuming at you or they don't want to talk to you? Well, you don't even, you won't, you know, you won't really say, well, I said I was sorry. I said you're right. Yeah, but you didn't admit you were wrong. Or when you're late. You didn't admit that you were considerate in being inconsiderate someone. So that is two of the love, two of the love languages. Like I said, I'm going to slip up because these are apology languages and I love the love languages and the apology languages. And next week on my show, Emotional Elevator, of course, I am Sandy Bird. I didn't say that when we came back from break, but I will be putting these two together and how your love language and your apology language your kind of your expectations of others, of how you want to be apologized to and how you want to be loved. So the next one we're going to go into is making restitution. Making restitution means, so that sometimes is a big one I see a lot too, is even if you can't, if you go in someone's house and you break something and it was a thousand dollar heirloom or you're in this great place and you spill wine on someone's oriental rug. It's sometimes the thing is just offering to make restitution. Well what can I do? I'm so sorry. What can I do to make this up to you? What can I do? And being honest and open, but making that restitution. Because some people, it's not like I said, just about saying I'm sorry. But it's making that effort to apologize in the way that they want you to apologize. Because have you ever been with someone, or maybe you are this person, where someone's come in your house with their kid, their young kid, and broken a figurine, and they're just like, oh, I'm so sorry, ha, 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 ha. And they leave, and you're fuming for days. Oh, my gosh, they broke that figurine, and it might have been... $20 $20 figurine. It could have been from the $5 store by below whatever, but it was monumental to you. Monumental. It was my, it was one of your keepsakes and you're still fuming about it. Well, that's because that person didn't apologize to you the way you would have received apology. And if they would have said, Hey, look, I'm so sorry. My kid broke that. Where can I get you another one? Oh, don't worry about it. I got it at the five below that you realize you're going to, you're going to be okay with because they made a restitution with you. And think about that. Have you really been around somebody or are you that person that when somebody breaks something or, you know, doesn't show up for lunch or at the last minute breaks the plans and you're like, I'm never going to ask them to lunch again. Maybe it's because they don't realize your love language or maybe you don't realize their love language. Because many a times when last minute I can't do something. Sorry. I make sure like, okay, how who is this person? How How should I respond to them? So, I didn't mention at the top of the show, but yesterday I sprained my ankle. So, a lot of my plans changed. My birthday's on Friday, but before Friday, some of my plans changed. Going to some yoga classes with friends and stuff. I can't do that. Then, of course, right now, yes, I explained to them I'm sorry, I sprained my ankle. I cannot come this week, but I will certainly come next week and then we'll go out to lunch together. One of my friends, perfect answer. If I would have just said, I sprained my ankle, I'm not coming, she might have been like, Well, are you going to come? And then she would have been festering on that because I know her love language is for me to make amends with her, for me to make restitution by saying, I can't come. I sprained my ankle. Very much understandably, I sprained my ankle. I can't be on it until this weekend if it feels better. And I also said, but next week, I'm putting aside in my calendar for you and I, for me to come to your yoga class, and then we will go out to lunch. So I made restitution. I cleared up some things so I could go next week. Now, next week comes If my foot's not feeling better by the beginning of the week, I, again, will have to reach out. But I know exactly how to word things and say things where I'm sorry so that the person that has been affected in that situation feels sincere, a sincere apology. Maybe I should say that. That would be a sincere apology when it comes to that by making restitution. Because... Some people, if you're, if that is not your apology language, and you said, "Why well, sprained my ankle?" Isn't that good enough? What well, does some people, unfortunately, it's not. And that's why I think these languages are so important for us to know and to express to other people. And that's why taking these quizzes, apology language and love language, because it is. Right to know why you can't let things like, especially with apology, why you can't forgive, why you can't let it go. And why you can't just move on when someone says they're sorry. So that's because that's not your apology language. So that's making restitution like it is if, you know, if your kid goes into someone's house and breaks something you offer, you know, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. And if they're old enough to apologize, have them apologize. But you can also make the restitution because I don't think they're expecting your five-year-old or your six-year-old to buy them a new. But you could also teach your child, well, offer to do something nice for them. Offer to vacuum for them or clean it up. That's another thing. A lot of people, oh, I'm sorry. I'll get it. Don't worry about it. And then they're like, they can offer to help me. Offer to help them clean it up especially when you've created it. So that's what restitution is. And also, like I said, restitution also goes to when you can't meet with somebody. Is offering to meet with them again. Don't just say, I'm sorry, I can't meet today. But be honest, if this is someone you truly don't want to meet, don't keep going on with it as well. So that is three of the love languages. Now it is generally repenting. This is a good one as well, because that requires a change of behavior. How many times have you been around someone and you say, oh, I'm sorry, and they're like, like anything's ever going to change. Have you ever been around someone like that? I know I have. And if you haven't, or you haven't, Been a parent. Hello, I'm waving my hands. Been a child of a parent that that is their apology language. To really say, I'm not going to do it again. I promise I won't do it again. Now, saying I promise I won't do it again is not necessarily doing an action to prove it. But saying I'm sorry. And even if you said I'm sorry, I really have to work on that. I'm going to try not to do that again, It's still a form of repenting. And it's going to take them a little time to get used to that when you say it like that. But it's great to know if that's their apology language, because a lot of us don't realize when some people fester over that, when you say, oh, I'm sorry, I won't ever do it again. And they're like, yeah, sure, because you're not being genuine with it. They don't feel it. But when you maybe ask the question too, what is it about this behavior that activates you emotionally? Because like I've said in one of my podcasts last week, I don't like to use the word trigger because trigger already has that negative connotation. How would you like me to go about changing that behavior for you? Because I'm truly sorry. What is it about that behavior that you don't like? Depending on what that behavior is, if that behavior is lying, please don't ask them. Well, what is it about that behavior that you don't like? That is not a good question to ask them. But if it's something like you a big thing is is when you're with somebody new and you're dating and you don't introduce them. I've had that happen my husband and I've been with him for 12 years now where we were somewhere and he was talking to somebody and he forgot to introduce me and he's like oh I thought you knew who that was and I was like no I didn't oh I'm so sorry well next time I'll make sure to introduce you to them but this is who they are and da 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 One of the bad things I can tell you is when someone doesn't do that and you turn around and you say, well, next time, just introduce yourself. Not if their apology language is genuinely repenting because all you're doing is making them feel like they were in the wrong and they weren't in the wrong. And that's why that one, this apology language is very sometimes complicated. I'll use the word complicated. For people, because how do I repent? Like, I lied. I'm going to not do that again. I I won't lie. Because some people that is part of them, but it's working on the behavior, working on it, being genuine with it and admitting, yes, I lied about that. Doesn't mean you have to give them an excuse unless they ask for an excuse. Well, why would you lie to me about that? I just didn't want to hurt your feelings or I thought you would look down on me. Opens up a conversation, a genuine conversation where they might be able to, I I don't like using the word might, but they might be able to forgive you in that conversation. If you lied to them and you said, I am so sorry, I really don't want to hurt you by lying. And, you know, I'm next time I'm not going to lie about that. I'll be honest. Stop it there. Don't go into the reason I lied was blah. Let them ask you, because if just saying that has them moving past it and forgiving you, if you start giving them excuses, you're just fueling a little bit of, that. But if they say, well, why would you lie to me about that? That is a conversation to continue because that's part of genuinely, genuinely repenting. Sorry, live TV, that happens. So that is genuinely repenting because you are giving them your, your change, your behavioral change. Sorry, I'm stumbling on this. Your behavior change. And a lot of people, that is their apology language, is they want genuine repenting that you won't do that behavior again. And I have to say sometimes as mothers that's one of our apology languages. And it kind of differs as our children get older, but sometimes that is our apology language. So Oh my goodness, it's time for our next break. So I've gone over basically the four apology languages, but please take that quiz because it will help you with your loved ones, your friends, your significant others, and even at work. This is more what I would like to see in workplaces is to learn people's, instead of their DISC assessments and all these assessments that I've taken that I can't even remember at this point, psychology assessments, all of this, These languages, apology and love, would be a great, a great way for your leaders to know exactly how their teammates, their team members would like to hear an apology. So we're going to go to break now. And you, of course, are joining me tonight on Inspired Choices Network, a very wonderful network. And I am Sandy Bird, the host of Emotional Elevator.
0: Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body? Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Sandy at EmotionalElevator.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back. As I've been talking about the five R's of Apology, and I've gone over, of course, um, just saying I'm sorry works for some people, just recognizing that you're sorry. Some people need to take for you to take responsibility. And what that generally means is not saying you're right. It's saying, I'm sorry, I was wrong. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. So that's taking responsibility in some people um apology language is making restitution. And what that means is, and my good example I think is when you take your child into someone's house and they break something, that you offer to buy, buy it. Have your child apologize if they're old enough to apologize. Most children if they're taking in, you're taking in and they break something, they're old enough to apologize. Making sure that they apologize and offer to clean it up or offer to replace it. That's making restitution. Have you ever, and that one's big, have you ever been somewhere and you knock something out of someone's hand and you say, oh, I'm sorry, and you walk away and then they're standing there like going, you could have bought me a new cup of coffee. Can't buy someone a $2 cup of coffee. I've, I've heard that. So just some people, that's what they need is that, that moment of restitution where you offer because they might not even want you to buy them a cup of coffee. Oh, you don't think I can buy my own cup of coffee? But just offering it to them because that's what they might need to be able to go on with their day and bring joy into their day by getting the apology the the way they want it or need it to fill their cup. Genuinely repenting means that you will change that behavior. That is a big one when you genuinely repent and say, I am so sorry I lied to you. I would do my damnedest not to lie to you again. And that could open up a conversation. But when you're generally repenting someone because that's their apology language, sorry, I've got the burps. Um, You, and I said, I'm sorry, i got the burps. Um, You are basically not giving excuses. You're not giving excuses for your behavior. You are repenting saying you will not do that behavior again. And do your damnedest not to do that behavior again. And that's a big one, especially when um, there's people out there lie and someone's apology language is genuine repenting. That sometimes can be a very power struggle with people and that can be a end all for people. So the last one is requesting forgiveness. People don't realize some people's apology language is Asking for their forgiveness by saying this, I am so sorry I did that. Or I'm so sorry I was like, do you forgive me? Some people need to hear that. But you've got to know what someone's apology language is in order to understand if that's what they need. I usually always kind of include that. Do you forgive me? Because if you think about it, think about somebody who that is their love language requesting forgiveness just think about that and you don't ask them what did you forgive me then they're over there they didn't ask me if they they don't even care if, if I forgive them all they cared about was themselves a lot of these love a lot of these love languages again love languages can tie in with apology languages apology languages are the language that they they are striving for I don't want to say need they're striving for so that it's genuine to them. And that's why learning someone's apology language helps them to forgive you and themselves. Because a lot of these, have you been around someone who says those things like, wow, Cindy didn't ask if I forgave her. And then they're still in the cycle. They're still in that cycle. And it could have been you ran five minutes late to meet them for lunch. And you didn't, you said, oh, I'm sorry. And that's it. But they wanted you to have responsibility. Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm late. I know your time is valuable. Or genuine repenting. I, I promise whenever we meet, I know your time is valuable. I will make sure to be on time. Making restitution. I broke a promise. I'm sorry. I broke our promise to meet at 1230 because you have an appointment at two. Those are. And then also, like I said, requesting forgiveness and I keep looking down. I'm sorry. But requesting forgiveness is also saying. Do you forgive me? Are we good? That's a big thing. Are we good? Sometimes that's not asking for forgiveness. Are we good? Sometimes that one is one of those that people are like, are we good? No, we're not good. But asking for forgiveness. I am sorry I ran late today. Do you forgive me? Because here's the thing. If you don't give them their apology language, and let's say it is that example of you are meeting a friend for lunch and you just walk in and say, I'm sorry, and that's not their apology language, they might not invite you out to lunch again for a while. I can tell you, I know people like that, where if you invite them to lunch and they have got an hour lunch and you don't show up on time and you don't give them their apology language, they're probably not going to meet you again. Because when they set aside time for you, they feel that you see their value. And that's why apologies are so important because that is showing someone that you value them, that you're worthy of them in your life. And even you, think about you and your apology language. If your apology language is generally repenting And someone never says they're going to change that behavior. And they always show up late. Do you think you're still going to want to be with them at lunch? Think about that. How many times if that is your love language, love language, again, love language. It's Valentine's a week away. My 55th birthday. Like I said, love is in the air for me. Um, I'm loving on myself because I sprained my ankle. So, I apologize. See, here I am. I apologize for saying love. But that's it. If you're not getting the language you want to hear, think about how you could express that to other people. And if you are the one that invites someone to lunch and they always arrive late and you always set aside that time and you make special time because you have a busy schedule, And then they always arrive late. Are you going to continue to put time aside for them? No, because you're going to feel that they don't value you. Especially if you value yourself. And how many of us have have issues or have sometimes trouble letting go and forgiving someone because they didn't give us our apology language? And that's why I feel it's so important to learn your apology language and take the quiz and take the love language. Because next week, that is what I'm going to do. I'm going to tie them together and I'm going to kind of do the association between those two. And I'm going to already go up there and say, in a month, I'm going to teach a class on the love languages and apology languages and how you can go out into the world. And teach your spouse and have them take these quizzes and learn each other's apology and love languages or go into work and maybe express, you know. My apology language is this and some people struggle with that, but just think if you knew and you could express it to people or this friend you struggle with because they do arrive late all the time and all they say is sorry and then you decide, I need to cut them off. How to effectively, effectively communicate to them. Well, I don't feel like you genuinely repent. I don't feel like you see the value in me by putting the time, putting aside this time for you. And then there might be a conversation around it. Instead of cutting that relationship off. Think how valuable it would be in relationships, in these, as we've evolved in all of our love relationships with friends, with family, with spouses, with significant others, with coworkers, with bosses, if we could genuinely have these conversations to explain our languages in life. Because we are all not the same. We all expect different outcomes, different outlooks. And this is one of them that I think could shed a lot of light in a lot of areas of our life. This is what brings me joy is to express my apology language and to sit there and, you know, put it out there to people in my family, what I expect of an apology. I'm sorry, but you can't just say you're sorry to me. That's not what my apology language is. And it's, For people who come into my life now, as I've learned all this and I have expectations that I expect, but I put them out there. It's weird for people to say, what do you mean you have an apology language? What do you mean? I said I was sorry. Well, for me, my apology language is taking responsibility. I need you to take responsibility. I need you to, and I usually don't say I need. I usually say my apology language is taking responsibility. So when you just say I'm right, all you're doing to me is just saying I'm right. You're not giving me an apology. All I'm hearing is you're not expressing sorry. You're not offering an apology. You're just pushing off on me that I was right because you don't want to admit you were wrong. And that's what I need to hear for me to let it go and to forgive. Well, time is flying tonight and we're going to go to our last break. And of course you're listening to me, Sandy Berg on Emotional Elevator where we have dove into apology language and you need to take the quiz. And next week, we're going to dive into love language and apology language and how they mesh in your life. And then if you want, next month, I will be teaching a class. You can find it on Meetup. You can find it at SandyBird.com. You can reach out to me at sandy@emotionalelevator.com. at Reach out to me at SandyBirdCoach, and that's Bird, B-Y-R-D, coach at com if you're interested in taking my love language and apology class also in two weeks i'm teaching a self class which is all about strong enough to love and forgive which kind of dives into a little bit but we're going to go on our last break thank you
0: are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body. Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Sandy at Elevator.com. Now, back to the
1: program. Welcome back. We just have a short amount of time. Before this is over. And made me think about it during the commercial is I deal with a lot of addiction, emotional eating, and trauma. And if we all were to get in get and dive deep into our apology language and our love languages, then we would actually be able to break these cycles of addictions. For me, like I said, emotional eating is my addiction or was my addiction. I am a recovering emotional eater. And I think about this when I've talked about apologies in love languages, but more so with apologies. When I didn't get the apology I wanted, what do you think I did? I ate. So I'm so sorry. I've been burping a lot tonight. Must have been dinner we had earlier. There you go. I apologize. But it's that when I wasn't getting the languages I deserved and what fueled me, that's when emotional eating came in. And I now know that's where addiction came in to a lot of people around me that I'm working with because they're they're not receiving what it is they need to receive to feel worthy, to feel valued to feel confident because they don't know or they've learned their languages of apology. They've learned their language of love and they can tell people around them that this is why I can't let this go. This is what is is causing me to kind of go down the rabbit hole because my apology language is asking for for forgiveness, requesting forgiveness from people. And because they won't ask for my forgiveness, I can't let it go. So now how am I going to fill that up for me? It was food. So that's why for me, apology language is so important to know. So I can be out there telling people when they say, I'm sorry. And I'm like, so, you know, there are these five apology languages and just saying, I'm sorry, doesn't kind of work for me. I really need you to take responsibility. You love how I'm talking right now, because that's kind of the way I talk, because I don't want to become overbearing, but I really like to educate people that if you do know your your apology languages and you do know your love languages, your life, the joy you could bring in your life, because then you know how to receive and give and how your, your, your moments of joy come, because you're getting what is necessary for you to flourish, grow, balloon, smile, and be happy. That's what this is about. That's what the emotional elevator is all about. It's about me teaching you lessons in life that bring joy to you. And the five R's of apology are what could be the driving force behind you not letting go. Because maybe somebody in your life Did not take responsibility. Maybe somebody in your life didn't show remorse. Maybe someone in your life didn't make restitution. Maybe someone in your life just didn't recognize that they were sorry. Maybe they didn't ask for your forgiveness. Maybe if you knew your apology language and could spread it out there, the joy that could come into your life, could just be wonderful. So like I said, next week's, next week's show is going to be all about love languages and apology language. And we are going to dive in to those languages and how they together communicate and how if you just were able to express to those around you, loved ones, coworkers, everyone in your life, What is expected of them to apologize, to love you? Just think the joy, the happiness, the weight lifted off of you would be like to have those. It's just, I can tell you, I wish I would have known this 30 years ago in my life, what my apology language was, what my love language was, what my love language was. Just think of the difference my life could have been if I would have known these. Think of the difference your life could be if you knew yours. That's why these quizzes are so wonderful. And if it doesn't resonate to you, that's what I'm here for. Take my class next month. Or reach out to me. We can have a conversation around, I don't get what taking responsibility is. So thank you for joining me tonight.
0: Thank you for listening to The Emotional Elevator Show. Sandy returns Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, start elevating your emotions and stop riding the emotional elevator that is stopping you from living the life you deserve.